Welcome in, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Recruiting Podcast. I'm the host, Brad Owens, but with me today, I maybe have the, I don't know if I can call you the OG host, like the host of uh, recruiting looking into the future, Mr. Matt Alder. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi there. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on other people's podcasts. Um, I don't have to think of the write the questions and all that kind of stuff. So thank you very much for having me on. Right. Well, it was interesting. You jumped on, and everyone, you might hear a little bit of audio difference. It turns out people that host podcasts have pretty good audio setups. Yeah, it kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> right. It does. So a little better audio quality for everyone today. All right. So, Mister Recruiting Future. Tell us a little bit about yourself so people get an idea of uh, where your perspective is coming from today. Yeah, absolutely. So Matt Alder, I run and host the Recruiting Future podcast. I've been doing that now for eight years. In fact, I think it's eight years this week. So Congratulations. Um, happy birthday to the podcast. So yeah. it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a long time. Um, my podcast looks at the future of recruiting. I talk to heads of talent acquisition, heads of talent, senior HR people, thought leaders in the industry, and also people outside of the industry with some really interesting perspectives on where technology might take us. Uh, I also write books. I've written two books about recruiting and talent acquisition, do a lot of speaking, and genuinely, gen generally do a lot of research into um, into our space. Gotcha. So content master. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far, but um, you know, happy to happy to wear that hat if you'll give it to me. I, I will today. That, that'd be perfect for you. All right. So as the person who looks into all of this, what is the future of recruiting and why do you think that? Okay. Well, that's a that's a very that's a very broad question. Can I start uh, with that softball? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of start at that level. Well, I think let me start by saying that this year, what's happening in recruiting talent acquisition, you know, I think is really interesting. We, we've obviously had several years of disruption, you know, due to the pandemic, everyone quitting, everyone hiring again, all kinds of, um, you know, all, all kinds of sort of disruption and, and crazy things happening. During that time, we've seen the unrelentless sort of pace in terms of the increase in sophistication of technology. So this has kind of been going on. And I think we're kind of now at this really interesting point. So first of all, it's really impossible to say what's going on in recruiting in 2023 because I don't think that we can simplify or generalize um, the current market conditions. So on the one hand, you know, very high profile layoffs in tech going on all over the world. On the other hand, lots of companies desperate for, uh, you know, tech skills. Um, at the same time, you know, lots of skill shortages in lots of different places, lots of people with budgets being cut, lots of people kind of hiring at a million miles an hour. And I can't remember a time in all the years that I've been in this space when it's just been so all over the place like that. However, I think what is very clear is we're seeing an acceleration in the evolution of talent acquisition. Um, and that might be driven by economic factors. So, you know, people are having to work with smaller budgets, do less with more, or they're struggling to to, to hire people. Um, and also, you know, technology is is a huge factor here in terms of how we how we move forward. So um, you know, AI, automation, personalization, these are all things that are going to shake up our space and make the work that we do look 
sort of very different moving forward. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned that dichotomy. We have like these very focused, more niche firms, which everyone's like, get into, do a niche firm. And then anyone who focuses on tech right now is like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> but then you have, you know, like the high volume, I don't know, like manufacturing type uh, recruiting firms that are still like, what are you all talking about? I, yeah, I can't and, find uh, candidates. Healthcare and, uh, you right. know, all those, all, all those kind of things as well. So, so, so yeah, it's, um, you, you know, I think normally on recruiting podcasts and in the content that people produce, it's always, there's always lots of generalizations and simplifications of what's going on. And there's always sure. like, this is what's happening in recruiting at the moment. And we just, we just can't say that at the moment, but yeah. the one thing that is certain is uncertainty and change and evolution. Sure. So since you mentioned the AI, the automation, the personalization, that lends itself really well to this high volume, hard to find the right candidate, that kind of space. So let's focus there for a minute. So when you mention this personalization and this automation, a lot of firm owners and you know the folks that are working for them now have grown up in this call and email space. That's really all they're focused on. So when you think about this personalization, this automation, where do you see that applying for those owners that might be a little low hanging fruit? Yeah, I think that automation is kind of being embedded in lots of different areas of lots of different areas of recruiting if we're talking about that uh, you know high high volume hiring you know th those kind of areas what i'm seeing is lots of automation in terms of outreach in terms of in terms of communication in terms of scheduling in terms of initial assessment um you know all those all those kind of things the ability to provide i think what's going on is it's the ability to provide potential candidates with you know, excellent automated communication that lets them know exactly where they are and what's and what's and what's going on. Um, in, in a way that that people like to communicate. People like to communicate by text message, by WhatsApp, by um, the the kind of things that automation is automation is plug, plugging into. Um, you know, it's very difficult to phone people and email people and get a you know get a get a response these days. So I think that um, a lot of the automation in that sector is about obviously it's about improving efficiencies and those, those kind of things i think that goes without saying but but really it's been driven by improving that candidate improving that candidate experience and i think that if we look at all the other areas of our life we we're, we're used to automated messaging and things just working and being able to you know to self-serve and do things even if that's going to a supermarket and you know ch checking your own you know putting your own goods through the till or um you know checking into airplanes whatever it is we are used to that degree of automation and that degree of self-service and i think it's um inevitable that it's going to move into what it is moving into recruiting yeah i completely agree there i feel like other industries and i'm gonna give a two part to this. So one part, other industries, since I've grown up in this space, like looking across all of these industries, which is a good thing about niche recruiting, you get to see a whole bunch of different industries. Uh, but uh, looking across all of those industries, a lot of other industries for their consumers have solved all of this probably a long time ago. It's It's been solved for. So we know the technology exists. One of the pitfalls that I'm seeing out there in the market when it comes to this automation is they focus on that first thing you said, the efficiency side of things. So they may be trying to take the same process that they've been doing for years and just automate that. And you followed that up with a good point of 
to increase the candidate experience. So what are some of those things that would you know, not necessarily be in a recruiting process, but should be automated to increase that candidate experience? Are you seeing anything there? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose just to pick up on your point there about focusing on the process and automating things that people are already doing and not thinking of the the candidate one of the the key things here is 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 about quality of communication so you know whether that's automated sourcing or automated interview scheduling or whatever that might be we still need to think really carefully about how we communicate, how we craft the copy, how we sort of teach the machines to, um, you know, to, to talk to people, because otherwise you just get, um, you know, automated spamming or taking really bad processes and making them work faster and more more efficient yep. and causing That's exactly what I'm talking um, about. Yeah. You know, causing causing more damage. So I think that. Um, really thinking through that human effort that human aspect of you know empathetic persuasive communication is is kind of absolutely critical here so i think that um when people look at automation it's really important that you have a strategy that includes that 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 speaks to that speaks to personalization and communication yeah, as well. Otherwise, I think it just makes things, uh, you know, it makes things worse for, for 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 candidates, and ultimately, you can't reach the talent that you, um, the talent that you need. Um, you know, other other places, I'm seeing automation and personalization. So that kind of, um, you know, sourcing and outreach communications during the 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 start of the process, interview scheduling. Um, you know, I'm seeing people, you know, companies providing, um, automated feedback from assessments. Um. Also, automation in things like uh, career pages and career sites to sort of really personalize the experience based on, um, you know, what someone's searching for. So I think that, um, you know, it can really, really make recruiting better for everyone, make it more efficient um, and really deliver um, a high quality, a high quality experience to everyone. Agreed. The... I, I brought this up to someone the other day who's in the industry talking about this personalization. And I mentioned the whole when they're visiting your career page thing and the whole idea of personalizing that just they were like, that's foreign to me. What are you talking about? So the way I explained it to them is the Amazon. I, I said, all right, pull up your phone, go to Amazon.com. And I went to Amazon.com too. two completely different home pages because they're tailored directly to us. And I tried to explain the same sort of thing with a website. If I came to your website for the first time and I searched for accounting roles, if I show up again, I shouldn't see all of your brand new tech roles. I should see, hey, look at this new accounting role. It's perfect based on the last one you did. Those are the types of personalizations that I'm thinking about uh, when I think in the space, a lot of people, when they think personalization is the old email hacks that we all used to have of putting hashtag, hashtag name, hashtag, hashtag, so that we personalize their first name. <laughs> and then every once in a while, we forget to change that. And it goes out and says, hi, name. Uh, yeah. That's what I think people are thinking about when they initially think of personalization. But I like the examples that you used. I hope yeah, that people start using it, that. It's, it's really about that kind of personalization of context, um, you know, really um, uh, you know, really understanding the context in which someone's doing something. Um, I think Netflix is a great example as well because Net Netflix offers personal personalized recommendations, but even the graphics promoting the shows are personalized depending on what someone's watching. So, um, <clears throat> I you know I saw I saw a kind of an analysis with this when 
Um, I, th- I think it was not this season of Stranger Things, the season before where they had multiple different versions of the graphic promoting it, depending on what they categorized the person, um, you know, the, the kind of consumption the person had in terms of what they thought was going to be the hook to make them watch it. So that's the level that we're talking about in the rest of our everyday lives. So recruiting's got a long way to go till it gets yeah, there. Yeah, it does. All right. So <laughs> I'm the recruiter known who listening to this and all of a sudden I'm going, holy geez, I don't have the staff for that. I don't have the insights for that. So are you seeing any beginner friendly ways that folks are starting to go down this personalization route? Um. <clears throat> excuse me voices voices leaving me um yeah i think it, it the, the the key thing is to really understand your i mean there's lots of things that you can do so even um you know i run a one-man business as a as a podcast host i have to obviously deal with uh you know a lot of people schedule a lot of interviews i do two you know i do two shows a week you know i automated my process i've you know used calendly um i've 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 kind of used some um some ways to kind of automate that into my into my CRM um you know I'm using text expander to send instructions to my guests and pulling pulling that all together into um, a process and what it means is actually that people who want to come on the show are now getting much better experience because they're not relying on me having to send um, you know individual emails each time a lot of it is kind of automated in terms of um, in terms of what they get and you know that was the experience I had coming on your show you kind of you know automated a lot of that sort of guest experience and that's not um, you know that's the things that that we've done by us without huge budgets and without lots of people so um you know there are lots of opportunities to to use um you know tech technology out there and i think what's interesting is you know there are kind of price points to to suit everyone now in terms of um how you can you know give a give a better experience through you know automating you know automating things i agree one of the biggest impact things i've ever seen um bear a lot of fruit was uh, we had a a reliable client that was kind of our evergreen client. Like we had this one type of position at this one client and they had a very specific interview type process. So they were hiring loads of people from us. And what I ended up implementing is a before you go in text. So it was a an hour before the interview when most people who lived in a local area were probably getting ready to leave. Um, I, w- I sent out this automated text message that said, hey, hope you're ready for your interview. Have a fantastic and safe trip. Uh, wishing you the best of luck as you walk in. Something to think about on your drive that may help you during this interview is, and I gave them kind of a question to just tickle their brain. And the amount of personalization that people thought was going into that so that they felt like, wow, this person really cares about me getting that job. It was unbelievable because everyone talked about it after mm. they called me for interview feedback. So it's little things like that. That I think would just make a complete difference. And also, I think that 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 now we're so used to that kind of automation, it doesn't even matter if it's not from a human. If I look at it and go, do you know what? That's an automated process. Providing the information is timely and useful and valuable and makes my life easier, I don't care whether it's come from a human or a or a machine. You know, now yeah. I want there to be a human in the background that I can that I can talk to and in recruiting. 
there kind of always will be, um, you know, the, the human human intervention at, at at some point or other. But you know, I don't think people necessarily care that they're talking to a machine if they're getting that timely, you know, valuable information and, and that's been really thought through in terms of, you know, what they need at that, you know, at that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something there. There will always be a human element. When the conversation inevitably, every single time you get into the future of recruiting is like, oh, the recruiter is future. I agree with you that there's always going to be a more human touch. Thinking about the potential of recruiterless hiring, something like the Amazon hiring process for their warehouses or whatever. Where do you think there still needs to be the human element? And where do you think that's going to be important going forward? So to me, it's all about... <clears throat> To me, I mean, you, you raise a good point about that the 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 Amazon model there. So I think it the 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 amount of human intervention, if you like, I think is going to vary from sector to sector and and job to job. It's probably hard to generalize what that would look like, but but also ultimately the the human intervention in recruiting is all about persuasion. You know, how do you? understand you know someone's needs their needs from their career their needs from their life to to persuade them that this this is the right role for them um and i don't think you know you can you can automate that persuasion to in some extent in terms of the type of content that you give to people but but ultimately these are very human decisions you know where i'm where i'm going to work that affects my that affects my whole life where i live my family all those kind of things and i think that that sophistication in empathy and persuasion is what you can't automate what you need to think about is where does that fit most effectively in the process and are my humans working on that and working on building the relationships that they need to or are they working on things that not only could be automated but would be better if they were automated I'm glad that there's no one that's looking for a new job with a recruiting firm listening to this show that I know of, because I do feel like the persuasion aspect is something that AI can't get. I tried. I put on chat GPT and I was trying. I gave it. Here are the key factors that I look for. Persuade me that I want a job that features those things. And it wasn't fantastic at it. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a way that I agree. And the things that I've seen some people in the industry, uh, they'll know who they are because they listen to this, uh, start to use that as their key, their differentiator, is when they're going through the process of talking to this candidate of intake of whatever that is, they start starring the things that would be those kind of um, ability to apply a bit of persuasion uh, to this yeah. individual so that when it comes time to close, the things that pop up on their screen in front of them when you're delivering an offer are here are all the things this person cares about. So you can craft your message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is that that to me is the that is the skill of recruiting. And yes. I think if we go back to a world before the internet and mobiles and computers and all those kind of things, that was the fundamental, that was the fundamental skill. That, yes. that people had and what i'd hope was i think that you know what we've seen in the last 20 years as technology um has become ubiquitous is you know a lot of that has been lost in terms of mass email spamming and you know some of the things that go on and what i would hope is that you know through clever use of automation and ai we can 
um, you know, get back to that. And actually the differentiator will be, you know, those skills that people have, not their their scheduling skills or their um, you know, their ability to 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 do hundred cold calls in a day or whatever it is. It's kind right. of like, you know, that that real core of recruiting. Um and, you know, I would hope that you know maybe i'm being overly optimistic but my optimistic view is that is what will come out of the current you know technology ai revolution that we're seeing and i think interesting you mentioned chat gpt there because i think what that's done is that's kind of really sort of brought this into people's consciousness that actually this is what you know actually can you know this is what ai can actually do now you know that that's kind of been happening in the background in lots of different you know software iterations for for, for a couple of years now but um certainly in terms of bringing it into bringing it front of mind for everyone i think that's uh that's pro- perhaps the most revolutionary thing about it that people are now looking at it going oh hang on a minute if it was my job to just write you know very simple you know copy like that then i'm gonna have to up my game and or actually you know we can um automate things that we didn't think were you know were possible but also of course it has its uh of course it has its limitations it does. It does. And hopefully that's what recruiters will pick up on because smile and dialing, uh, it's not going to work so much. Uh, so thank you, Matt. I want to be respectful of your time. And thank you so much for coming out and, and expending just a little bit of knowledge with everyone. Uh, I will tell everyone listening that this is just a tiny little taste of what you can get from Matt. If you go to recruitingfuture.com, you'll find this and much, much more. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out today. Any last little words of wisdom you want to leave everyone with? Um. Not that I can think of other than check out the, you know, check out the, check out the podcast and just think very carefully and strategically about AI and automation. This is not about, you know, rushing out to, you know, to, to learn, to, you know, to learn the, the in and outs of how to get the best out of, you know, chat GPT this week or next week. It's about taking a step back, taking a step back, looking at your business and thinking very strategically about how these tools are going to really help you move forward. Love it. Thank you again, Matt. Really appreciate it. Recruitingfuture.com is where you can go to find more from Matt. If you want to find more episodes of this podcast, it's at transformrecruiting.com. Feel free to send me in an email. Hello at bradowens.com. Thank you so much again, Matt. And we'll catch you all on the next episode.